Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. The Doug Wright Show, where Utah News breaks on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We are monitoring this closely. Apparently, the uh, governor of North Carolina, uh, Governor Pat uh, McCrory, will have a statement about the state lawsuit against the federal government over LGBT uh, laws that they have passed, uh, HB number 2 is actually the the bill that the governor will be talking about. And as we eavesdrop in, we're just hearing a little background. Yeah, we're, we're just really not hearing uh, a whole lot on that. Oh, the governor seems to be entering. Do we have this up on, on PC here? I think we do. Yeah, let's uh, buy our levels really low on this. Let me boost the gain on that a little bit. Good afternoon. There we go. Our nation is dealing with a very new, complex, and emotional issue. How to balance the expectations of privacy and equality. In one of the most private areas of our lives, restrooms, locker rooms, or public shower facilities. This was not a North Carolina state agenda. No one in North Carolina was talking about bathroom policy until the Charlotte City Council imposed a mandate on private businesses. This mandate required, with potential penalty of fine, access to restrooms, locker rooms, or shower facilities be based upon one's gender identity or gender expression. A similar policy was rejected just months earlier by the voters of Houston, Texas, by 61% of the vote. This caused major privacy concerns about males entering female facilities or females entering male facilities. Our state legislature believed this was an unnecessary government overreach into the private sector, imposing regulations and impacting one's personal privacy. The state legislature and this governor also believed that guidelines then needed to be put in place because of this new public topic for government buildings, our schools, and our rest stops to ensure privacy and expectation privacy for everyone. 
Now, just five days ago, the U.S. Department of Justice sent letters to my office, the Department of Public Safety, which reports to this governor, and to the university system, suggesting that having government employees use the bathroom, locker room, or shower facility that corresponds to their biological sex is in conflict with federal policy. The Department of Justice asked all parties to set aside their constitutional duty and refuse to follow or enforce our state law. This was a substantial request with very serious implications. And the U.S. government gave us a mere three business days to respond to this letter. We asked on Friday the Department of Justice for additional time. In fact, we asked for an additional two weeks. But they refused unless I made a statement where I would publicly agree with their interpretation of federal law. And if I did, they would give me one additional week to respond. I could not agree to that because I do not agree with their interpretation of federal law. That is why this morning I have asked a federal court to clarify what the law actually is. Now, I anticipate our own legislature, other private sector entities from throughout the United States, and possibly other states to join us in seeking this clarification, because this is not just a North Carolina issue. This is now a national issue and an issue which imposes new law on every private sector employer throughout the United States of America with over 15 employees. We believe a court rather than a federal agency should tell our state, our nation, and employers across the country what the law requires. And let me say something. Our nation is one nation, especially when it comes to fighting discrimination, which I support wholeheartedly. Ultimately, I think it's time for the U.S. Congress to bring clarity to our national anti-discrimination provisions under Title VII and Title IX. Let me repeat that one more time to all of our U.S. representatives and the leaders of both the Republican and Democratic parties in Congress. Ultimately, I think it's time for the U.S. Congress to bring clarity to our national anti-discrimination provisions under Title VII and Title IX. Now, right now, the Obama administration is bypassing Congress by attempting to rewrite the law and set basic restroom policies, locker room policies, and even shower policies for public and private employers across the country, not just North Carolina. Now, I'm still asking the North Carolina legislature to reinstate the ability to sue for wrongful termination for discrimination in state court. I encourage them to do this and do it quickly. I also welcome additional dialogue with the city of Charlotte and our state legislature, which has been ongoing for the past week. And I want to ensure the people of our state and our country that North Carolina has long-held traditions of ensuring equality. The majority of our citizens in our great state and this governor did not seek out this issue. However, 
the state of North Carolina and this governor welcome the opportunity to be part of the solution for all of the states and especially our nation, the greatest nation, the United States of America. Thank you very much. A statement from the uh, governor of North Carolina, and uh, taking no questions, he immediately turned and walked back through the uh, the doors that were immediately behind him. So North Carolina is suing the Justice Department over the so-called bathroom law. He made it clear that this wasn't something that they sought, that this was based on an ordinance that was passed by the city of Charlotte and thus uh, resulted in legislation. Uh, House Bill Number 2, back in North Carolina. And uh, as you probably heard, the governor invited uh, other states to uh, join them. And he said that uh, given very, very little notification and time to respond and indicating that he would be given a grant of a one-week extension if he were to step up as the governor of North Carolina and agree with uh, the federal side of this, that uh, he would be granted that time period. And he said, I just couldn't because, first of all, I don't agree. So we'll watch this closely. North Carolina filing a lawsuit against the federal government over the bathroom bill, and that was the governor of the uh, state of North Carolina, Pat McCrory. Uh, When we come back, we are going to be talking with an individual who is taking on Jason Chaffetz in the uh, upcoming uh, Republican primary in the 3rd Congressional District. Uh, Should be interesting. We are going to talk with that candidate. We'll introduce you to him coming up. I believe he's going to be here in studio with us here at KSL News Radio, where it is 1114 now. Also, we're going to take your phone calls on the national parks and how much advertising, what should be allowed. There's a 33-page order. We'll walk you through some of it coming up. The Doug Wright Show. Doug stores big time interviews on Utah's most important stories on KSL News Radio. Great to have you along on today's Doug Wright Show. And uh, Cha uh, Chi Teng will be joining us coming up uh, just after the bottom of the hour. He is uh, running against Jason Chaffetz on the Republican ticket in the 3rd Congressional District. I'll invite our guests to just come on over and uh, grab a microphone there and make yourself at home. I mean, we know these guys well, Greg Reed and Jen Vidawa, who is uh, joining us right now from Select Health. And to both of you, it's good to see you. Greg, thank you for joining us once again. Thank you, Doug. It's great to be here. And also, Jen, always good to see you here at KSL. Thank you. You as well. Now, we are going to be doing something very special again with our great friends from Select Health. This Thursday, an opportunity for us all to give back. And uh, when I think of some of the fun things that we've already tackled and some of the great projects we've already done in the last uh, year plus now, it really is quite remarkable. And this time we are going to Habitat uh, Salt Lake Valley Habitat. Uh, we're hoping to be able to talk with the executive director, Ed Blake, momentarily. But Habitat for Humanity, what a great, great organization. Greg, this will be fun to be involved with them. Oh, you bet. We keep expanding our reach here with Utah Gives Back and having an organization like Habitat for Humanity, such a, a, a visible organization and, and creating such a dynamic resource for uh, you know, citizens who don't have that ability to 
being a home on their own. Yeah, we you know we've seen those images of homes being built, but this restore that they have, I've been in the store there yeah. just off the freeway, and what is it, thirteenth, uh, just on the yeah. the west frontage road, and it's remarkable, Jen. It is remarkable what they have in there. You'd really be surprised. It is. I've been in there myself, and I'm surprised at the resources they have for people. And I love the fact that you know they get these donations um, from people in the community, and then are able to turn around and sell them at a small profit, but that profit then goes out and helps these people to build homes. Boy, when you think, too, of so much of that material very well may have gone to a landfill or just been totally wasted. Right. And you think, you know, I think we've all been by a construction site, and you go, that's an awfully good-looking two-by-four there in the dumpster. Yeah. <laughs> and you're almost tempted to run over and grab it. And this stuff is is basically recycled at Habitat. You bet. If you're, uh, you know, refinishing something or re- re- bringing uh, new cabinets in or doors, take what you're not using and bring it to the restore. Yeah, let's and you give can it a donate second, it. Let's give it a second life. Yeah, we look for volunteers, but sure, we can look for donations as well. Boy, absolutely. Now, for our KSL listeners, and we invite everybody to go to utahgivesback.com. That's where all the information is, utahgivesback.com. But we're looking for some folks to join us this Thursday morning. And sure. what uh, what are we envisioning that they'll do? I've heard sorting all kinds of things. Well, we're not building houses. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um, I think we're going to have people come in. They're going to be taking the donations that they've seen it restore and they're going to be either helping to fix them up clean them up but they're also going to be doing a lot of sorting and putting things into where they go in in this store so that people can walk into restore and find what they're looking for you know it is amazing what is in there i i know i had this situation a while back and i needed to do a repair on a tile surround around a tub and i thought oh good grief where am i ever going to find tile that will match this sure well guess what they had it at (laughs) habitat for humanity you know i had to do a little work on the back you know get some of that old Right. Uh, adhesive off and so on. But, you know, imagine, I mean, the stuff that is there, you will really be surprised. Yeah. And if somebody uh, had a project underway, if somebody, uh, uh, and if you have things stacking up and you don't quite know what to do with it, you don't quite have the heart to throw it in the dumpster, take it down to, to Habitat. Right. What a great, great thing. And, you know, when I think of the many, many opportunities now that we have collectively had as a community, thanks to Select Health and your great support and all of us here at KSL and our great listeners and those who have participated. You know, some of these folks, you can tell they're as addicted to this as we are. We see uh, some familiar faces, whether we're out at uh, Christmas Box House or the Lowell Benyon Center up at Camp Gestopolis, and the list just goes on and on. I anticipate seeing some of these folks. Yeah, we're doing a lot of good out there. Yeah, um, Our mission at Select Health is helping people live the healthiest lives possible, and what a great Great thing this is doing, complimenting that. Yeah, one of my favorite things was moving that mountain of mulch that we have in neighborhood. <laughs> Still have house. some pictures of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That was, uh, and then you think just before uh, Thanksgiving a year back, we were at uh, the Utah Food Bank, and boy, as I recall, it's it's amazing the opportunities we've all had to give back, and yeah. I I can't thank Select Health. Enough, boy! It takes major corporate sponsors. It takes people with big hearts like yourself to uh, to step up and do this. So, Jen and, and Greg, we we just can't thank you enough for helping us make this happen. Doug, thank you. Thank you very much. Now, I want to determine. I'm gonna I'm gonna be on the air, but I'm determined to roll up my sleeves uh, a little bit. Uh, so, what do you think I'll be good at? Maybe pulling nails out of stuff. <laughs> I'm pretty good at that. You know, I'm, you know, uh, you said tile, so we'll put you over in that tile section. 
on second thought, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys, thanks so much for uh, joining us, and we are so looking forward. How many volunteers, Ike, are we looking for to uh, join us on uh, Thursday morning? Like it. May- 20 more? 20, 20, 20 more. 20 more. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we usually Let's have such a – Yeah, we have a great, great response. But we still are looking for more volunteers, and I like it when they say no skill is necessary. I like to say no particular skill is necessary. Well said. And, you know, when when you drop on by just a willingness to help and just a a desire to be part, that's what counts. So, again, you go to utahgivesback.com, and this radio program will be broadcasting live on Thursday morning from uh, the – Habitat re, uh, it's it's the restore. restore. Yeah, Habitat for Humanity, the, their restore. Somehow I got restart in my mind there. So the restore. <laughs> we're going to restore it. Yeah, there we're go- absolutely. Greg Reed, thank you so much, and Jen Fidawa, thank you also thank for you, being Dad. part of thank this. You. And please, please get more information and uh, go to Utah givesback.com and uh, on Thursday morning we're going to be telling you a lot more about the great things that these folks do at the Habitat uh, for Humanity and the Restore right there and again it's just off 13th just on the west uh, frontage road if you're going along the freeway just uh, peel off that exit go to the west and then it's right on the frontage road it's 1126 here at KSL News Radio Utah Opera cordially invites you to the wedding of the season, the Marriage of Figaro. It's a match made in heaven. Mozart's comic masterpiece performed by the world-class talent of Utah Opera. You'll fall in love with every note as you follow the tale of Figaro, who just wants to marry his sweetheart, Susanna. But it's complicated. Figaro's boss, the Count, wants her for his own. And Susanna has some competition, too. A woman with a secret who insists Figaro should be hers. Lose yourself in the journey to happily ever after with some of Mozart's most memorable music and a story so big it could only be opera. Utah Opera's performance of The Marriage of Figaro. It's love without limits. May 7th through 15th at Capitol Theater. For tickets starting at $18, visit utahopera.org. As I indicated a little earlier, uh, we're looking forward to a conversation with Chachi Tang, who is uh, running for third district congressperson, and uh, he will be on the ballot, uh, got the signatures that are necessary, and Congressman Chaffetz has a a primary run, so we'll be talking about that coming up all here at KSL News Radio. And then we're also going to uh, be getting your thoughts. And uh, let me just quickly check and see what uh, activity. Yeah, we we would love to get your thoughts on advertising within the national parks. And the headline said Yosemite National Park brought to you by Starbucks? Question mark. And the uh, article opens, a Coca-Cola visitor center will still be off limits, but an auditorium at Yosemite National Park named after Coke will now be permitted. Naming rights to roads, not up for grabs, but visitors could tour Bryce Canyon in a bus wrapped in the Michelin Man. Park goers could sit on a bench named for Humana Health Insurance and store their food in a bear-proof locker emblazoned with the Nike swoosh. Now, Our national parks have long been a bulwark against commercialization, trying to keep things as pure and as pristine as humanly possible. But more and more, the cost of maintaining the national park system, the cost in not only 
uh, keeping things new and putting in new things, but maintaining the current infrastructure that we have is becoming a big, big deal. And when you're $11 billion behind the eight ball, it's no wonder that uh, Director Jonathan Jarvis wants to basically swing open the gates to some degree of the 411 national parks, monuments, and conservation areas to what, at least up until now, has been unprecedented levels of corporate donations and acknowledgement. We'll talk more about that coming up here on the Doug Wright Show, and I'd love to get your response to that. The Doug Wright Show, where Utah news breaks on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. So good to have you along on the program today here at KSL News Radio. I've been looking forward to this uh, conversation. I always appreciate those who have the gumption, the guts, and the wherewithal to uh, throw their hat in whatever the arena might be. And this arena happens to be the 3rd Congressional District. And Chachi uh, Chi Tang is joining us. Dr. Tang, welcome. It's good to have you here at KSL. Oh, thank you so much. Glad to be here. Taking on Jason Chaffetz, I have to go back. And what motivated you to take on our 3rd District Congressman on the Republican side? Well, I don't think Mr. Chaffetz is the same person that we voted in eight years ago. I think Washington, D.C. has changed him. Uh, I think our uh, congressional district, I've talked to many constituencies, and they just feel like they've been disenfranchised for way too long. And that's what really motivated me to come here. I want a congressman who can actually represent the people and not joining the party establishment in D.C. As far as the the convention itself uh, was concerned, you had the uh, the signatures that were did, allowed yes. by SB 54. Without that, do you think that there would have been a, a, a real chance for you to participate in this race? Oh, absolutely. It, you know, it, the reality is we're only about 40 votes short to pass the 40 percent threshold. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we made a decision very early on to focus our efforts and resources on on uh, the the primary, uh, you know, ever since we uh, received the delegates list, we saw that there's probably a disconnect between the delegates and the general population. You know, for example, there's only about twenty percent female in the right. delegates in a thousand in our district, and predominantly the the one thousand delegates are you know older male so so we just figure well we're not going to get 60% so we might as well focus our resources on the primary. Right. It is interesting. Uh, the Utah Foundation uh, recently came out with the study that I'm sure you're very familiar with, and we have them here on this show, that really does sh- uh, indicate that there is, to whatever degree somebody wants to interpret into this, a disconnect between those who go as delegates and those who ultimately vote within the party. It seems not to be as big a gap in the Democratic Party as with the Republicans, but nonetheless, it seems that uh, perhaps more, uh, I think the word that uh, Utah Foundation used was extreme. Uh, individuals tend to be delegates. Uh, they are diehards and they are dedicated. And on one hand, you really have to hand it to them that they give up that much time and that much effort. But on the other hand, perhaps their enthusiasm has uh, distanced them from the traditional voter. Have you found that to be the case then? Well, I'm not sure if, if that's uh, the, the case. But, you know, the, the, the overall experience has been overwhelmingly positive. You know, every time I get the chance to talk to those 
delegates face to face. We always come out with a great positive feeling. You know, we share opinions. We always have a great discussion.、Uh, I I just think that、uh, it it may not quite reflect the general voting population. You know, we're talking about younger、uh, generation students, or you know, fifty percent of our general voters are、right. female.、Uh, so, gender and demographics really course, don't、yes. match up. Yeah. yeah, and and it seems too, based on the surveys, that perhaps the priorities aren't exactly in sync either. There there were、uh, there were、uh, Twenty、uh, percent difference on the list. <laughs> things that weren't on yeah, one. Yeah, I, I would. I would agree with that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And things that were way high priority with the delegates were much much lower with yeah, those. I, who, I would agree with that. Who labeled themselves as、uh, traditional voters? Where do you take the election from here? We've obviously been hearing your commercials and and so on. What、uh, What needs to happen for you to win this primary? In In your opinion, I, I think my message resonate well with people. You know, all throughout the convention process, as well as we meeting the, the the voters that are not delegates. You know, I think our message is we need to really control the debt. You know, we have 19 trillion national debts, and Washington continue to overspend. And Mr. Chaffetz has keep voting for、uh, the omnibus spending bill, the trillion dollar bill, not once but twice. And I think you know we really. Like our representative, go there and represent our fiscal conservative value, and and I think that that message reson- resonates well with people. There is a huge issue that's percolating out there right now, and nobody knows quite how it's going to come out when it comes to a national monument. Bears Ears is、uh, is a hot topic right now. One point nine million acres. There's a public land initiative. Where do you come down on the national monument and the public lands?、Uh, Initiative. Yeah, I think with regards to the pu- public land, and I'm a huge fan and lover of public land. I take my kids out and enjoy it all the time. And I definitely, our local people can be much better stewards, you know, regarding public land. And I don't really like the idea of doing land swap. I really think our ultimate goal should be the total transfer of the control, right? And I, I think. You know, negotiating with a lame duck president only have eight months left. You know, it's really not the most best use of our time. And I think our ultimate goal should be, you know, let's go for total transfer, and that's what we really should should shoot for. Do you think?、Uh, and the vibe seems to be out there that、uh, this president, in order to carve out a legacy for himself,、uh, as far as a protector of the lands and the environment, is very very likely to go ahead and designate a national monument. Here in the state of Utah, your thoughts on that? Well, I hope he doesn't do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, some believe that the、uh, the public lands initiative maybe has at least stayed that off, or at least postponed that、uh, the well, inevitability. I mean, the public land initiative, up to even today, is still a draft, right? As nothing、yeah. really has been done, you know. Really, right? They talk about a lot, but it's still a draft. Come on, show me some results, right? And I haven't seen that yet. When, when you look around the third district, it, it's quite、uh, quite a sprawling district,、uh, one of the the larger certainly in the state. Although、uh, the the fourth district is is the smallest. As you look around at the varying needs, you've got very urban and very rural areas. As you're talking to those folks out and about. What what else are they telling you when it comes to environment? Air quality seems to be a big issue. Water issues seem to be big. I, I think the economic development and job growth is one of the things that, throughout all the counties that we visited, is the top thing that they care they care about. You know, we want smaller government. 
right? Fewer regulation, fewer compliance, and that's what the voters really care about. You know, that's the thing that will help us. Uh, motivate competition and motivate innovation, and you know. But we look at Mr. Chaffetz; he is pushing bills that add to more regulation. For example, the Internet Sales Tax and Audit Bill, right? That's again bigger government, more taxes, more regulation, more compliance. That's exactly the things that we don't need, right? We have rural country uh, uh, counties that want to.、Uh, Use their natural resources, but we also have Salt Lake and Utah County that we have tons of startup technology companies that are fighting against the government for the overreaching of regulation and compliance issue. Right? I think the the theme is really simple. We really want smaller government and less regulation, but unfortunately, Mr. Chaffetz is doing the opposite. Doctor Tang, for those who would like to、uh, get more information and find out more about you, what、uh, what would you recommend? Oh,、uh, we are.、Uh, we have presence on the web, also on our Facebook. So it's tangforutah.org, T-E-N-G. F O R Utah dot O R G, and you can look that on the website or as well as on Facebook. We'd love to have your visit. I mentioned we've been hearing your advertisements、uh, here and and elsewhere.、Uh, how aggressively have you had to fundraise, and and where where's some of the the, the money coming from? Who's supporting you? Oh,、uh, we have. I have lots of friends who are supporting me、uh, here and there, but I'm I am self funding for the most part. You know, I'm a successful entrepreneur, and I have a great. Career in software development, so I mean, I look at this as an opportunity for me to give back,、mm-hmm. which is what I have been doing for the last year when I teach at BYU. Is really, you know, I think the 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 more is given, more is required, and this is me looking at this as another opportunity to give back and 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 to this great country and people who has given me everything I have. Are, are there some endorsements are big as you know in any campaign? Yeah, Everybody yeah, goes. We, we so, do. So we, yeah, who are some that are endorsing and and perhaps endorsing you financially?、Uh, we you know、uh, my circle of network as as I said I'm in a technology. Sector, so、uh, there's a lot of local technology leaders、uh, that are endorsing me.、Uh, we will come out with a full list pretty soon. But you know, I have lots of support from the technology industry in the education arena、uh, that really want to see the government to get out of the regulation and compliance that are forced upon our small businesses.、Uh, you mentioned that、uh, the, the list will come out. I think we're at a at a gateway for some financial disclosure that'll come from everybody, <laughs> yes. right? Yes, yes, yeah. We I, I do not have any corporate donation or packs. It's all friends and in, individuals. Uh, in industries or neighbors、uh, who really support me. Well, Dr. Tang, thank you for、uh, accepting our invitation to、uh, to be here. We're watching this race with、uh, great interest. Uh, uh, prior to SB fifty four, and whether it would have happened otherwise, you know, who knows? But it is interesting that has added a, a new dynamic where people can get on the ballot in two different fashions now, either through the caucus convention system or. Uh, almost as an insurance、uh, policy, you can also <laughs> get on with the、uh, with the signatures as well. Yeah, I, I actually look at this as a way to build my ground grassroots support from the ground up. You know, I have eight thousand. Register Republican put their name down and say, "Chachi, you should do this," and that is a great foundation for me to build upon. You know, with my grassroots effort. Chachi Tang has been our guest here on the Doug Wright Show today. Doctor Tang, thank you again. Oh, thank you so、us. much. All right, and the the website that people can go to and get more information is Tang for Utah dot org. 
T-E-N-G, F-O-R, Utah, dot O-R-G. We will take a brief break. We've got uh, more coming up on today's Doug Wright Show, including uh, we'll have Jay McFarland in here. We'll get a little uh, preview of what uh, Jay's going to be dealing with. All here on today's Doug Wright Show at KSL News Radio. Doug's. The Doug Wright Show. Show. Top newsmakers only Doug has access to. Answering questions only Doug can ask on KSL News Radio. Corporate donations and sponsorships within the National Park. We're getting some interesting response. One person said, oh, John Muir would be turning over in his grave. And somebody said, hey, now in arches, it'll be McDonald's arches. And, well, hopefully it won't uh, go to that point. But, boy, when you're looking to overcome an $11 billion backlog of things that just need to be done to get caught up and have maintenance, you can see why the national parks, they're looking at something. Someone said, oh, there's got to be a better way. And, well, what would that better way be? It's the interesting question. Jay McFarland joins us here in studio. And, Jay, I was I was handed a little preview of something you're going to be talking mm-hmm. about. And you got to tell me about uh, th- this headline, a Trump-loving tow truck driver leaves a disabled Bernie supporter on the side of the road? Uh, yeah. So here's the story. North Carolina, a woman gets in a fender bender. She yeah. call, she, she, her car will not function. So she needs a tow. Okay. Calls a tow truck driver. Guy pulls up, getting ready to hook her up, everything. Gets back to the back of the car, sees a Bernie Sanders Feel the Burn sticker, and the world changes. Let's hear what he had to say. I walked around behind her car, and that's when I saw it. She had a Feel the Burn sticker. She had the big Bernie Sanders sticker in the back window, which is all good. Yeah, but? Leaves her. What? Tells her he refuses to tow her vehicle because she's a socialist. And listen listen to the, this next clip. Okay. Something came over. I think the Lord came to me and he just said, get the truck and leave. The Lord the came Lord to him. The Lord came over him and said, get in the truck and leave. Well, after this Saturday Night Live this week. My first guest is someone I've <laughs> talked about quite a bit here on Church Chat, but we've never actually met face to face. Please welcome Satan. <laughs> <laughs> The story gets even better. She's handicapped. She has a handicapped placard hanging from the window. He says he didn't know she was handicapped at the time, but he still would have left her there. Say it ain't so, Joe. Yes. And now there's another company in the area that has a similar name as this tow truck company. They're getting death threats over this. So this is exploding all over North Carolina. Holy cow. All right, I'm interested to see how people <laughs> chime in on this one. Well, it's a, because people think, you know, there's there's a difference between can and should. Yeah. Can you leave somebody or deny service because of their political beliefs? Actually, you can because members of parties are not pol- protected groups, right? <laughs> We're not protected, but, but should you? But when he says this. I Something know. came over. I think the Lord came to me and he just said, get the truck and leave. The Lord came to me. And the Lord came to him. And said, there is a distressed woman on the side of the road who had, well, I'm going to get to the handicap. But here is this woman who, her car is not functioning. This is what you do for a living. This Mm -hmm. is not of the goodness of your heart. You're going to charge her. And so, but then you see the burn sign. So then the Lord basically tells you to do what again? Something came over. I think the Lord came to me and he just said, get the truck and leave. Yeah. Wow. But apparently the Lord did not say that she was disabled. No. But if he had known that, it might not have made a difference. He says it would not have made a difference. Because there is no sin greater 
than being a socialist. Yeah, that is correct. <laughs> or feeling the burn. It is the unforgivable <laughs> sin. Wow. Okay, well, I'm looking forward to this conversation. 105, we'll dive right into it. 105, diving in, all here at KSL News Radio. Jay, all right. It's going to be fun, Doug. Thanks. Yeah. Remember, we do start at 1230 now, Monday through Friday, right. for the JMAC News Attack. Maybe that little sign that I showed you last week that a listener sent in that has the upside-down little elephant logo mm-hmm. for the Republican Party. Yes. And it said, a party so dead, the Mormons have baptized it. <laughs> I'm, I'm beginning to think, well, let me, I've got to hear this one, one more, more time. time. One, one more time. One more time, just for heaven's, heaven's sake. Something came over. I think the Lord came to me, and he just said, get the truck and leave. Okay. Well, on that note inspirational though it may be. It's time to wrap up the Doug Thank Wright you, Show. Doug. Hey, thank you, Jay. I'm looking forward to that conversation. It is 1157. Thanks so much for being part of the show today here at KSL. And tonight, when you go home, please make sure that you hug the people you love. Prices are for base.